I've got another sermon, but I'm going to do the short one. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew 16, please. I was with a group of preachers yesterday, and I've been wondering what direction. Let me start here. Um, this is not a sad thing. This is a great thing. Um, but your pastor is in the middle of an absolute transformation of his focus and his ministry. I've been saying, Lord, where do you want me to go with this? What do you want me to do? Um, and, and I just, I, I thought about, you know me, I like one of these things where you get up and go, baby, you know, and everything. And I thought about, can I thrive in the middle of this chaos and, and this craziness in this world today? And uh, the Lord kind of said to me, well, that's cute, but that's not where I want you to go. I hate when he does that. You know what I'm saying? I really had a good thing. You would have really liked those sermons. He said, John, he said, here's what I want you to do until I tell you to stop. You tell everybody they're supposed to be Christ-like, like Jesus. Okay? The problem is, I don't know how well I've taught you and led you in who Jesus really is. How can you be like Jesus if, and the church does this, we talk about being Christ-like, then we kind of talk around it. You know what I'm saying? And say, well, he was nice. He was loving. He was kind. Well, that's cute. I want to teach you who he really was in the everyday. Because just being like Jesus at church doesn't really count. You get what I'm saying? You know? Dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when I'm it's so cute, when they're out there doing their thing, and I'm walking around here anointing these posts and everything, they're all kind of standing out there like, What's that sucker doing? <laughs> you know? But I'm preparing this place for you. Amen. But I, I, next week, I was, my focus was supposed to be this week, but next week we're going to talk about the fact that in Matthew 121, Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Let me help you with it. Now, now here's how you have to translate that. Well, if Jesus came to save his people from their sins, and I'm supposed to be de developing in Christ-likeness, now what you think about this, this is big, then I'm supposed to live a life where my main focus is to save every person in my world from their sins. Sin. Wow. 
That's what we're going to focus on next week. But this week, I, I, I just felt like, well, you know, if I don't have all the time to, to spend on that one. In, in Matthew chapter 16, I just want to start here with this. Because I, I feel like this is kind of a missing element in the church of Jesus Christ today. Because you, if you know me, you know that I'm not in love with the American surface entertaining church today. I'm just not. I'm sorry. Because what has happened is we've taught people to come get entertained and go home. And come back and get entertained and go home. And come get entertained and go home. But that's not what Jesus taught his disciples. Some of you look like I got three eight. But I like my entertaining church. That's fine. You stay there. But the reality is Jesus wants to transform your life to where you do this. Read verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Now that's something Americans don't want to hear. Now, I don't go to church to deny myself. I, church to, I go to church to get stuff. I go to church so he'll do what I want him to do. I go to church so that he'll take care of my boo-boo. I, I go to church to get. And then Jesus comes along, and I would imagine his disciples and the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious of that day, looked at him and said, this man has lost his thinking mind. Deny myself? You know, times are different. No, they aren't. Selfishness has been the same since Genesis chapter 3. Selfishness, it, it rules the world, Jack. You know, I want what I want, and when do I want it? I want it now. And I better get it now or I'm going to pout. Or I'm going to make your life as miserable as mine. And Jesus comes along and says, deny yourself. I, I'm not, I, I don't know whether I'm into that Jesus. I like this Jesus on television where them dudes hit you on the head and you fall down and you get everything you want. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell but, and it's cute though. But the reality is that's not who Jesus was. He called us to deny ourselves. The next part is really crazy and kooky. Then he says, Take up your cross. Now, denying yourself was bad enough. Now the dude wants me to be willing to die. I Is he serious? Folks, can I just say this and be honest? This is really missing 
in American Christianity. And if you want to be happy, and that's where most people want to be, and you want to feel fulfilled, and you want to, you want to experience the peace that God's Word talks about, if you want to experience the joy that you can't even explain in the midst of all the craziness, here's how you do it. Here's how you get there. Because this is what Jesus did. you got to remember, Jesus is sitting up in heaven on his rocking chair throne eating under the tasty cake tree. You see, as a diabetic, that's what I'm looking forward to. God is going to position my mansion right under a tasty cake tree. And all, as soon as I wake up, Crimpets, baby. Crimpets. You notice they're not the same. But not second on the Instead, Jesus looks at us and says, Listen, if you want to be like me, you need to be like me. I gave up perfection. I gave up heaven. I gave up there where there were no taxes, no fussing, and no fighting. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, you know politicians can't do that. You know? I gave up everything good because of my love for you. I denied myself. And I came for one major purpose. And that was to carry a cross that we don't have the ability to carry so that each and every one of us can be made right with him. Now think about that. Can be kept right with him. That's a good thing. And I did this for your salvation. Because I love you. Now think about that. Wow. But you see, that's not where it stops. The major reason he did that was so that we could follow in his footsteps and do that in our lives. Could you imagine how we will transform the world if we would stop this selfishness stuff and decide, I'm going to carry my cross for every person in my world. I'm going to love every person in my world the way Jesus loved me. Somebody say amen. amen. I know this is heavy stuff. I know it is. But could you imagine the transformation there would be in our world if every Christian decided to be Christian? Amen. And decided, you know, I don't really need that. I want it. But I don't really need that. And I know somebody who does. So I'm going to deny myself 
so that I can take what I want and I'm going to share it with somebody who really needs it. Amen. Anybody here got prickly people in your life? Anybody? Anybody here not have prickly people in your life? Because we're going to change lives. Jesus had prickly people in his life. I mean, stone cold jerks. People, he's up on that cross and they're making fun of him. They're spitting at him. They're saying, if you're so bad and you're such a great savior and you're going to rebuild the temple, why don't you bring your your yourself down off that cross? You're a fool. They put a sign over his head and said, you're king of the Jews. That was a mockery. And during all that, Jesus Christ denied himself because I'm sure there were times in his human he wanted to thump them. Father, let's just skip a step. Uh -huh. He's a jerk. He's up there. He's been beaten. His hair's been torn out. His skin's been broken. He's bleeding. They punched him and slapped him in the face. Put him on. Put nails in his hands. Put him on a cross. They're still mocking him. They're still making fun of him. They're, stay, they're still saying all manner of evil to him. Does anybody know what he said? Well, God doesn't exactly expect me to do that, does he? He does expect his people to think and love and speak and live and die just like him. Amen. You say, well, Pastor, that, whew, that's some heavy stuff. That's called Christianity. That's called Christianity. Amen. Going and listening to music and hearing some pretty preacher, that wouldn't happen here, but some pretty preacher preach. Folks, I hate to tell you this, but that's not Christianity. Christianity is deciding that God, no matter what it costs me, no matter how painful or what a struggle it might be, I'm going to deny myself and I'm going to live, and I'm going to love, and I'm going to lead, and I'm going to die, just like you. As I teach the kids at camp each day, or two or three times a week, I get a kick out of them, because we talk a lot about transforming our world. And it's very interesting to watch, because let me help you with something. They haven't figured out they can't do it yet. Kids still think they can. And they get this look in their eyes. And they're like, yeah, I can do that.
can love my friends. I can bring hope into this crazy world. I can love like Jesus. I can bring transformations. Hey, adults, quit being adults. Get that spark in your eyes. I can deny myself. I can love like Jesus. I can live like him. My neighbors and my friends, they need me to walk and talk and love just like him because that's actually what they're looking for. What an opportunity, Christians, that we have. What an opportunity, church, that we have to step up from, let me go to church to get my check-in for the week, to let me step up and deny myself and take up my personal cross, whatever that might be. Dealing with those prickly people is part of your cross. And walking and talking and loving in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Christians, how about it? How about it? How about it? Don't leave this place and say, well, I was there. Hear what God's word is saying. Time for the people of God to step up and live like the people of God Amen. and be who God created us to be. Yeah. Amen.